Become a Leslie's Pro member, and with almost a 1,000 locations conveniently located less than 3 miles from your service route, you can quickly get in and out and take care of your customers. Get Skimmer, America's number one pool service software platform. Listeners of the podcast can try Skimmer for free. Visit my website, swimmingpoollearning.com, and click on the Leslie's Pro and the Skimmer banners to learn more. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Hi, welcome to the Pool Guy Podcast Show. In this podcast, I'm going to go over something that's not talked about too much in the industry, and that's how long you should spend at each service account when you do your stop to do the cleaning, or if you have a chem-only stop, whichever kind of stop you have on your pool service route. I'll go over some guidelines on how much time you should spend at each particular service account. Leslie's Pool Supplies is a proud partner of the Pool Guy Podcast Show. Leslie's Pool Supplies has been do-it-yourselfers and pool trade professionals trusted partners since 1963, providing quality products and services to make pool care easy and solutions and expertise to do it right. Of course, this will be regional, so every area has different sized pools. So if you're listening in Texas, this you may have to add some time to the stops because you guys have Texas-sized pools there, which means 20, 25, 30,000 or even more in size. Here in Southern California, most of our pools are under 20,000 gallons. Most of our pools are between 10 and 15,000 gallons in my area. And of course, in different areas like Florida, the pools may be smaller also and they may be screened in. So it may be even easier in certain regions versus other regions. So as a rule of thumb in California, I'm going to use that as the main example here in this podcast to be profitable in your pool business because our rates are not nearly as high as it is in Texas. For instance, the average rate here in my area is 95, maybe 110 for the service of a pool. And then we add on the charges for the filter cleaning and other chemicals. In Texas, your average is about 250 a pool. But then again, your pools are much larger. You're going to spend a lot more time at the pool. So kind of use that as your factor. In order to make money at a pool in Texas, you have to make about $50 per stop. Here in Southern California, you're looking at $25, $30 per stop to make a profit. And again, the number I'm using is just the fact that you're going to be doing a full service cleaning of the pool. This doesn't include any chemicals you would charge for, like tablets or phosphate remover or algicide, nor does it include the filter cleaning in the service stop. So this is the rate I'm going off of here in California. And in order to make a profit, you want to spend you want to get through your route as quickly as possible. So the best way to, to do this, and the reason why you need to do this, because there's some driving time in between the pools. And if you want to be profitable in the business, not just spinning your wheels, there's a difference between making a profit, and there's a difference between uh, making a living, and there's a difference between spinning your wheels. And I think if you're going to be running a pool business, you want to be making a profit, which means you're going to pay all your business expenses, you're going to pay all your personal expenses, you're going to have money left over to invest in the stock market through <clears throat> through a, um, a Roth IRA or an IRA, or you'll have money left over to invest in an investment property, a rental property, or a house to purchase and flip. So that's what the profit is for, is to do something else with the money so that you can actually make more money with the money you're making, if that makes any sense. And so if you're just out there doing pools to make a living, and you pay all your bills at the end of the month, and you have nothing left over to invest or to save, 
then you're not really making a profit. And then again, if you're spinning your wheels, you're out there doing the service, you have you pay all your bills, but month to month you're struggling to pay everything and it's a, a big burden. So those are like the three levels that I kind of classify this as. And for the level, the premier level of making a profit, you need to spend as less time at the stop as you can, reasonably speaking, to clean the pool, check the chemistry, make sure everything is working correctly, and then getting on to your next stop. Otherwise, you're not going to be able to maximize your profit. So typically, you want to do two or three pools an hour in Southern California, realistically, to make a pretty good profit in this business. Because here in California, the price of gas is about $4 at the recording of this podcast. Our, we have the highest um, state tax. I think we have the highest next to New York. And we have the highest cost of living of any state. If you look at the prices of houses here and the prices of rent, you're going to find that most counties in California are in the top 50 um, as far as the cost of living. So, you know, the average rent here is higher. And, of course, the average price of the house is much higher here in California. And so you need to make some money here doing the pool route to kind of pay your bills. I'm not saying that in Texas things are different. They are a little bit less for housing and for fuel and things like that. But the pools are much bigger, so you're going to spend more time at them. So in Texas, figure if you can do two pools in one hour, you're doing really good. That's hard to do in a lot of cases, but kind of use that as your baseline right there. And in California, two or three pools would get you a good profit in the business. And a way to maximize your time is to have an automatic cleaner in the pools. That's definitely a plus. Some guys here will charge more money for a pool without a cleaner. And some guys won't even take the pool on unless there's a cleaner. I personally have uh, demo cleaners that I can drop into a lot of accounts. So if I get a new account without a cleaner, I have my own personal cleaner that I can actually put in the pool. Or I can sell the customer their own cleaner. Um, I work it either way, but I definitely have a cleaner in just about every one of the pools that I service uh, to maximize my time at the service account. I also carry a couple of vacuum systems. I have the bottom feeder and I have the Riptide on my truck currently. And I use these in pools that have uh, leaf debris. It's a good way to clean the pool rapidly without wasting time skimming the bottom. So that also maximizes my time out there. Also, they have clear defined things that you do at the pool. There's different levels you can charge a customer for. You can do what's called a chem only, which, you know, sometimes will be it's hard in some areas to do that. But in California, we can get away with chem only stops where you just check the chemicals for the customer and then you add and balance the pool for them and you don't do anything else. In that case, if you're doing chemicals only, you should be at the pool for about five minutes to check the chemicals, add the chemicals, and then jet on out of there. Then we have what's called the chemical plus skimming and brushing. And this one here is not quite full service because you're not going to vacuum the pool. If it needs to be vacuumed, you're not going to do that. That's not part of this particular service type. So that one, you should be in and out of the pool pretty quickly also. And then you have the full service where you skim, brush, vacuum if necessary. And make sure you put that in your service agreement that you're going to vacuum if necessary. You're not going to be dropping your manual vacuum in there at every stop unless needed. And then, of course, you're going to clean the tiles. You check the equipment, and you make sure everything is running correctly. If the filter needs to be cleaned, you're not going to do that as part of the service here in California. We have larger filters. In Florida, you may have to include that in your service because you have a lot of the single cartridge filters. So it's hard to charge a customer extra for that service. So you may have to raise your rates slightly to accommodate for any filter cleaning time while you're at the stop. 
But here in California, the rule of thumb is that the filter is not included. And so if you're going to go clean the filter, you'll charge the customer separately for that. I would say in California, the rates range from, you know, 65 to up to $120 for filter cleaning, depending on the region, the company, and so forth. Just as a baseline, Leslie's Pool Supplies charges $120 for filter cleaning. So you get the idea of what you should be pricing your filter cleaning rates at. So that should not be included in your service rate in California, nor in Texas, and the other regions that have full-size filters. And again, Florida, you may want to include that in your service. Just raise the price up to, to compensate for the time it takes you to clean that single cartridge filter. Another way to maximize your time at the accounts is to be really picky about the pools you put on your route. So you want the pools that you kind of have to put on a show at, basically. They're so clean when you get there that you have to find things to do. Those are the best service accounts to get. So you don't want accounts where there's a lot of leaf debris or with really poor old running equipment that will slow you down. I think one of the things that slows me down on my route the most is when I have an account where there's a problem with the system, either the pump's not priming or there's something weird going on, I have to kind of troubleshoot it. And then at that same respect, if you have to troubleshoot a problem at a pool and you're spending more than 10 minutes doing that, you're gonna have to just stop that and then make it a service call at another time because you can't spend 45 minutes there trying to troubleshoot a pump of why it's not priming or why it's not pulling the water in the skimmer at that point it becomes a service call and you'll just have to leave the equipment off and then come back the next day or would you have more time to actually do it and then you would build a customer um, to actually look at the equipment and fix whatever the problem is you really can't incorporate long troubleshooting problems with your normal service rate or service call because you're there to clean the pool and get onto your next service account and at that point it becomes something that is not included in your service. Again, you can spend five or ten minutes if you can to try to get it running, but after that you want to just stop and come back to it at some other time. So I think if you're tracking me here, the main emphasis is that you're there during your normally weekly service call to clean the pool at whatever level you're charging the customer for. You're not there to do the filter at that point. You're not there to troubleshoot the pool. If you run into a problem, it takes you more than five or ten minutes to correct. And if you're cleaning the salt cell, this is one thing that I don't charge for, but definitely you should charge for it. Um, if you're starting your business out, establish the fact that you're charging for the salt cell cleaning because that does take time. For me, what I'll do is at that service stop, I'll take the cell apart, soak it in acid for the 10 minutes that I'm there, and put it back together so that I'm not really spending extra time cleaning the salt cell. So that pool will not be manually vacuumed, of course, because the system is going to be off at that time. And then I'll maximize my time by cleaning the salt cell while I'm actually servicing the account. And that really helps a lot. Having a tight route is also really good. Pools that are pretty close together helps out. So you want to kind of map out your day so you're doing all the same pools in one area. It's very logical. I think you could figure that one out by yourself. And then you're going to do different regions, different parts of the week, and allow for some crossover in case you have to go back and do another account. So you don't want to totally be out of the area all the time during the week if your route is pretty split up in different parts of the city. And of course, you want to let the customer know that, look, your pool is looking great. I'm here to mainly make sure that the pool is safe to swim in. So I'm going to be focused on making sure the chemistry is correct, the pH, alkalinity, and the chlorine levels are fine. And then I'm going to clean the pool, but I'm not going to vacuum the pool unless necessary. And with the automatic cleaner in the pool, it's going to look pretty good. And then I'll make sure that the pool is left clean when I leave your house. 
So it may take me 10 minutes in some cases to do a full service stop, 15 minutes. And if the customer complains about the fact that you're just there for 10 or 15 minutes, tell them that the reason why you're doing it so short of a time is because the pool looks so good because you're maintaining it so well. And if they want you to spend more time or if they want to hire another company to spend more time, their pool is not going to look as nice. And so they'll kind of get the point that you're there for a short period of time because you have the pool dialed in for them and you're doing a great job. And if you have a customer that wants you to spend more time at the pool, go ahead and give them a little more time, spend more time on the tiles, you know, pull out a more advanced test kit and spend some time doing that. You don't want to lose a customer over that fact, but you just want to explain to them that you're maximizing your time on your route so you keep the rates lower and you won't be raising your rates for them uh, because you're going to be able to do more pools per hour since their pool is dialed in. And they kind of get the point after a while, after seeing you there and seeing how nice the pool is, don't forget about the fact that you're just there for 15 minutes. And so the maximum amount of time that I would spend in a pool here in California, Southern California, is 25 minutes. So if the pool got hit by the winds or the rains and it's really messy, 25 minutes is my max, and then I move on to the next account. Whatever I didn't get to, I will have to clean the following week. And if you don't do that 25-minute timer, you're going to find you can't get through your whole day, especially if the whole region, whole area has been hit by a windstorm. And let the customer know in your service agreement that a pool that's been hit by the winds is not part of your normal service, and it may take up to three weeks to have the pool back in shape. Two weeks is pretty typical, but some pools may take up to three weeks. And let them know that ahead of time. They don't expect you to have the pool clean that particular stop. And again, I emphasize that this podcast is region-specific. If you're in Texas, there's no way you're going to be able to get through a 35,000-gallon pool in 15 minutes. So keep that in mind. And you definitely make your service rate for that anyway. So you're doing well over there in Texas with your $250, $300 a month service rate, which is really good. And in Florida, you know, you're more in and out kind of thing in the pools, with the, especially if they're screened in. So if you're spending 25 minutes at a screened-in pool, there's something definitely wrong. You're just going way too slow. So you can see how this is kind of region-dependent. But nonetheless, you have to kind of calculate the amount of time you spend at each pool in your region and if you're actually making a profit. And you'll know if you're making a profit at the end of the month if you have any money left over to do what I mentioned at the beginning, save some money, invest some money so that the money will grow and you can use your profit to maximize your passive income later when you're ready to reti- retire from uh, doing pool service. And if you do pool service for a living and you're looking for more help with your route, or if you've been doing this for a while and you just want to get better at the business, definitely check out my coaching program. You can learn more about the coaching program at poolguycoaching.com. There's a lot of great benefits there, as well as being able to text me and call, <clears throat> and call me in real time. And there's also a group chat where all the pool guys and gals will post in there. You can get your questions answered. You can learn more about this at PoolGuyCoaching.com. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Have a great rest of your week, and God bless. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Yeah! Real quick, if you're not using pool service software, try Skimmer free for 30 days at GetSkimmer.com backslash pool guy again that's get skimmer backslash pool guy skimmer everything you need to run your pool service business all in one app